0: Hello, this is Phil, your narrator. And
1: Sam, your reader.
0: And today we have come back from a very long vacation to Chile. Yes. And now I will be reading Harry Potter, so take it away, Sam.
1: Okay, Phil. Today we will be reading Chapter 10, Halloween of Harry Potter. Malfoy couldn't believe his eyes when he saw that Harry and Ron were still at Hogwarts the next day, looking tired but perfectly cheerful. Indeed, by the next morning, Harry thought, and Ron thought that, the, that meeting the three-headed dog had been an excellent adventure, and they were quite keen to have another one. In the meantime, Harry filled Ron in about the package that seemed to have been moved from Gringotts to Hogwarts, and they spent a lot of time wondering what could possibly need such heavy protection. It's either really valuable or really dangerous. Well, certainly. I want to
0: interrupt for a second mm-hmm. about this, because the thing about this heavy of a package is when you really wonder about it, is it in the point of not finding it because it's dangerous or valuable? Because that's the point that they locked it up. Mm-hmm. And thus, if they're talking about it being really valuable... Why do they want to find it, and also another point that I think is that why would they really want to do this, and what's the value, and wouldn't the thing that they're locking up so heavily in Hogwarts not be valuable, but since they know that Voldemort is out, or they don't know, or some people know that Voldemort is out, wouldn't the thing that they'd be hiding is be dangerous rather than valuable? Mm.
1: Good point, Phil. Okay. Uh, it's either really valuable or really dangerous, said Ron. Or both, said Harry. But as all they knew for sure about this mysterious object was that it was about two inches long, they didn't have much chance of guessing what it was without further clues. Neither Neville yeah. nor Hermione showed the slightest interest in what lay underneath the dog and trapdoor. All Neville cared about was never going near that dog again. Hermione was now refusing to speak to Harry and Ron, but she was such a bossy know-it-all that they saw this as an added bonus. All they really wanted to know was a way of getting back at Malfoy, and to their great delight, such a thing arrived in the mail about a week later. As the owls flooded into the great hall, as usual, everyone's attention was crowded at once by a long, thin package carried by six large owls. Harry was just as interested as everyone else to see what was in this large parcel, and was amazed when the owl soared down and dropped it right in front of him, knocking his bacon to the floor. They had hardly fluttered out of the window when another owl dropped a letter on top of the parcel. Harry ripped open the letter first, which was lucky because it said, Do not open the parcel at the table! It contains your new Nimbus 2000, but I don't want everybody knowing You've got a broomstick or they'll all want one. Oliver Wood will meet you tonight on the Quidditch field at 7 o'clock for your first training session. Professor Minerva McGonagall. In this case, it says Professor M. McGonagall, but we know it's Minerva. Here he had difficulty hiding his glee as he handed the note to Ron to read. A Nimbus 2000, Ron mourned endlessly. I've never even touched one. They left the hall quickly. Wanting to unwrap the broomstick in the in private before their first class, but halfway across the entrance hall, they found their way upstairs, barred by Crab and Goyle. Malfoy seized the package from Harry and felt it. That's a broomstick," he said, throwing it back to Harry with a mixture of jealousy and spite on his face. "You'll be in for it this time, Potter. First years aren't allowed to have them." Ron couldn't resist it. "It's not any old broomstick," he said. "It's a Nimbus 2000." Why did you, what did you say you got at home, Malfoy? A comic 260? Ron grinned at Harry. Comets look flashy, but they're not in the same league as the Nimbus. What would you know about it, Weasley? You couldn't even afford half the handle. Malfoy snapped back. I suppose you and your brothers have to save up twig by twig. Before Ron could answer, Professor Flitwick appeared at Malfoy's level. We're not arguing at hope, Potter's been sent a broomstick, Professor, said Malfoy quickly.
0: Yes, yes, that's right,
1: said Professor, beaming at Harry.
0: Professor McGonagall told me all about the special circumstances, Potter, and what a model it is.
1: A Nimbus 2000, sir, said Harry, fighting not to laugh at the look of horror on Malfoy's face. And it really thanks to Malfoy here that I got it, he added. Harry and Ron headed upstairs, smothering their laughter at Malfoy's obvious rage and confusion. Well, it's true, Harry cordled as they reached the top of the marble staircase. If he hadn't stolen Neville's Rememberall, I wouldn't be on the team. So I suppose you think that's a reward. F- so I suppose you think that's a reward for breaking the ru- for breaking rules. Came an angry voice from behind them. Hermione was stomping up the stairs.
0: Oh, yay, looking, Hermione finally talked to them. <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess that's right.
0: Well, I'm not <laughs> only a commentator, but I'm also here for irony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay,
1: looking disapprovingly at the package in Harry's hand. I thought you weren't speaking us to us, said Harry. Yes, yes, don't stop now, said Ron. It's doing us so much good. <laughs> Hermione marched away at with her nose in the air. Harry had a lot of trouble keeping his mind on his lessons that day. It kept wandering up to the dormitory where his new broomstick was lying under his bed, or straying off to the Quidditch field where he'd be learning to play that night. He bolted his dinner that night without noticing what he was eating, and then rushed upstairs with Ron to unwrap the Nimbus 2000 at last. Wow, Ron said as the broomstick rolled onto Harry's bedspread. Even Harry, who knew nothing about the different brooms, thought it looked wonderful. Sleek and shiny with a mahogany handle, it had a long tail of neat, straight figs, and Nimbus 2000 written in gold near the top.
0: Um, I'm just saying, that how does this help its speed, but rather than its looks, And why does a fancier broom with, like, better materials go faster?
1: Well, I think it's like a car. Like, think about a car. Like, a car that's built with, like, higher, like a, with higher quality motors and higher quality stuff usually works a little better than a car that's not built with. As and here's the thing, as, if you put much. a
0: high quality motor and put in a bad car, then it's going to work just fine.
1: Yes, maybe not actually not so much. Sometimes sometimes not. Yeah, I think it's just the way I think it's just the way they're trying to describe it to make it feel more fancy. True. It's it's confusing the way they describe it. It's confusing.
0: I mean, I get the way that they describe it, but mm-hmm. not everything that goes fast is necessarily nice. Like the inside of a NASCAR, or even the outside, they don't look that nice. So just there with some fancy paint, with some nice paint, and that's all.
1: Oh, and also ads.
0: No, not usually on
1: ads and spo- yes, yeah, sponsorship ads. What are you talking about? There's like. There's like gas ads, the kind of gas. Oh no, that's on the side
0: of the stadium.
1: That's on the side of the car. No. We'll we'll talk about this later. I can. not show you. Okay. As seven o'clock drew nearer, Harry f- left the castle, and set off in the dust towards the Quidditch field. He had never been inside the stadium before. Hundreds of seats were raised in the stands around the field so that the spectators were high enough to see what was going on. At the end of the field, there were three golden poles with hoops on the end. They reminded Harry of the little plastic sticks Muzzle's children blew bubbles through, except that they were 50 feet high. Too eager to wait for wood, Harry mounted his broomstick and kicked it off from the ground. What a feeling. He swooped in and out of the goalpost and then sped up and down the field. The Nimbus 2000 turned whenever he, wherever he wanted at his lightest touch. Hey, Potter, come down. Oliver Wood had arrived. He was carrying a large wooden crate under his arm. Harry landed next to him. ''Very nice,'' said Wood, his eyes gleaming. ''I see what Professor McGonagall meant. You really are a natural. I'm just going to teach you the rules this evening, then you'll be joining the team practice three times a week.'' He opened the crate. ''Inside were four different sized balls.'' ''Right,'' said Wood. ''Now, Quidditch is easy enough to understand, even if it's not too easy to play. There are seven players on each side. Three of them are called chasers.'' Three chasers Harry repeated, as Wood took out a bright red ball about the size of a soccer ball. This ball is called the Quaffle. The chasers throw the Quaffle to each other and try to get it through one of the hoops to score a goal. Ten points each time the Quaffle goes through one of the hoops. Follow me. The chasers throw the Quaffle and put it through the hoops to score. So that's sort of like basketball on broomsticks with six hoops, isn't it? What's basketball, said Wood curiously.
0: Yes, that Never is, mind. That is true. Get quickly. That, that, I mean, that is true for all of us.
1: Actually, it might not be. <laughs> it's
0: kind of clear and relatable.
1: Okay. Yeah, it is clear and relatable for normal people, but not people like Oliver Wood. Now, there's another player on each side who's called the keeper. I'm the keeper for Gryffindor. I have to fly around our hoops and stop the other team from scoring. Three chasers, one keeper, said Harry, who was determined to remember it all. And they play with the quaffle? Okay, got that. So what are they for? He pointed at the three balls left inside the box. I'll show you now, said Wood. Take this. He handed Harry a small club, a bit like a short baseball bat. I think in the British version it says cricket bat. Because they don't play baseball in England. Or, no, 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 a ball and bat bat.
0: Well, they actually do play baseball. They just call it ball and bat.
1: Oh, yeah. That makes sense.
0: Um... Only the part of viewers will
1: know this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
0: (sighs) Now continue. Yes,
1: okay. I'm going to show you what the bludgers do, Wood said. These two are the bludgers. He showed Harry two identical balls, jet black and slightly smaller than the red quaffle.
0: Wait, nickel?
1: I said they were small, two identical balls, jet black and slightly smaller than the red quaffle. Oh, I
0: thought you said nickel.
1: No, they're not nickel. They're black. They're jet black.
0: Still, that's pretty big, and maybe they could make them a bit soft so that, you know, they wouldn't kill any players.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't think they kill players. I think it's just, like, the way the game works. I mean,
0: this is spoiler alert, but in, like, the future, Harry asks if there's any, have there been any deaths with? With a blood involved in a bludger or something like that, and he said, No, not in Hogwarts anyway. And so that indicates that the bludger is probably killing Suspicious.
1: Suspicious. Suspicious, exactly. Okay, I'm going to show you what the bludgers do, Wood said. These are two, these are the two blood, these two are the bludgers. He showed Harry two identical walls to, okay, I read this. Harry noticed that they seemed to be training to escape the straps holding them inside the box. Stand back, Wood warned Harry. He beat bent down and freed one of the bludgers at once the black ball rose high in the air and then pelted straight at harry's face harry swung at it with the bat to stop it from breaking his nose and sent it zigzagging away into the air it zoomed around their heads and then shot at wood who dived on top of it and managed to pin it to the ground see wood panted forcing the struggling bludger back into the crate and strapping it down safely the bludgers rocket around trying to knock players off their rooms that's why you have to you have two beaters on each team. The Weasley twins are ours. It's their job to protect their side from the bludgers and try and knock them toward the other team. So, you think you got all that? Three chasers try and score with a quaffle. The keeper guards the two posts. The beaters keep the bludgers away from their team, Harry reeled off. Very good, said Wood. Er, have the bludgers killed any, ever killed anyone? Harry asked, hoping he sounded offhand. Never at Hogwarts. We've had a couple broken jaws, but nothing worse than that.
0: I now, told you! Now, the last you.
1: member of the team is the Seeker. That's you. And you don't have to worry about Quaffle, or the Quaffle, or the Bludgers.
0: I'm actually... Unless they to... crack
1: my head open. Don't worry, the Weasleys aren't more than a match for the Bludgers. I mean, they're a, like a pair of human Bludgers themselves. Would re- I think that's an offense, but I'm not sure. I think they should take it, it as a compliment, but I think it also might it, be an offense. It's,
0: it's very true, I mean
1: yes uh
0: and this before harry's actually really them or got
1: yes, to know them yes wood reached into the crate and took out the fourth and last ball compared with the quaffle and the bludgers it was tiny about the size of a large walnut it was bright gold and had a little and had little fluttering silver wings this said wood is the golden snitch and it's the most important ball of the lot. it's very hard to catch because it's so fast and difficult to see it's the seeker's job to catch it you've got to weave in and out of the chasers beaters and bludgers and Quaffle to get it, before the other team's seeker, because whichever seeker catches the snitch, wins his team an extra 150 points, so they nearly always win. That's why seekers get fouled so much. A game of Quidditch only ends when the snitch is caught, so it can go on for ages. I think the record is three months. They had to keep bringing on substitutes so the players could get some sleep.
0: Well, spoiler alert?
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Phil, avert your ears, everybody. This is a big spoiler. Well, and this um, you've read this book. the books
0: already. So, um, that is right. You may think that the snitch always wins, but, you know, there was, in the fourth season, or the fourth book, I meant. I mean, there is a time when this-
1: There is an instance when-
0: Yeah, the Bulgarian team.
1: With Victor Crum.
0: With Victor Krum, yeah.
1: Who will be introduced ah. later in the series
0: caught the snitch but lost the game yes because the other their team had like 24 points and they got an extra 150 and the other team had 214 i think
1: i think that was supposed to represent a rare instance a sports miracle if you would
0: yeah i mean for wizards? Yeah, either way the North
1: Irish team won. I don't think it was North Irish. I think it was just Irish. It was Irish. It was oh, yeah, just the Irish team. They don't really in the Wizarding World they don't have North Ireland and South Ireland. They just have Ireland. Yeah,
0: true. Okay. Anyways, back to
1: story. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, well that's it. Any questions? Harry shook his head. He understood what he had to do. All oh, right, and he was going to be the problem. "'We won't practice with this niche yet,' said Wood carefully, shutting it back inside of of the crate. "'It's too dark. We might lose it. Let's try you out with a few of these.'" He pulled a bag of ordinary golf balls out of his pocket, and a few minutes later, he and Harry were up in the air, Wood throwing the golf balls as hard as he could in every direction for Harry to catch. Harry didn't miss a single one, and Wood was delighted. After half an hour, the night had really fallen, and they couldn't carry on. "'That Quidditch cup will have our name on it this year.'" said Wood happily as they trudged back up to the castle. I wouldn't be surprised if you turn out better than Charlie Weasley, and he could have played for England if he hadn't gone off chasing dragons.
0: Oh, wow. Well.
1: Perhaps it was because he was now so busy. What with Quidditch, practice three evenings a week on top of all of his homework. But Harry could hardly believe it, when he realized that he'd already been at Hogwarts two months. Yeah, the castle um, felt I think more like... Can, home- well, I-, I
0: think you can hardly believe it that you finally beat Malfoy. Yes. Like, isn't
1: this what you wanted here? Yes, you you're living you're living the life away from Privet Drive. <laughs> the castle felt more like home than Privet Drive had ever had. His lessons too were becoming more and more interesting now. Now that they had mastered the basics, on Halloween morning they woke to delicious smell of baking pumpkin wafting through the corridors. Even better, Professor Flitwick announced in charms that he thought they were ready to start making objects fly. Something that they had. All been dying to try since they'd seen it make Neville's toad zoom around the classroom. Professor Flitwick put the class into practice. Into Paris for practice. Harry's partner was Seamus. Finnigan, okay. Which was a relief because Neville had been trying to catch his eye.
0: Okay, spoiler alert. Um.
1: Neville's like the kid who always makes everything bad.
0: Well, actually Seamus was the one who failed this one. Yes,
1: Seamus. Yeah, she- and Neville also failed, too.
0: Seamus. Set
1: his feather on fire. I, yeah, I think that's what happened in the movie, and I think it also happened in the book.
0: Yeah, it happened in the
1: book, I know that. Okay. Ron, however, was to be working with Hermione Granger. It was hard to tell whether or not... Oh, wait. It was hard to tell whether Ron or Hermione was angrier about this. She hadn't spoken to either of them since the day Harry Broomstick had arrived. Now, don't forget the nice wrist movement we've been... Now, don't forget the nice wrist movement
0: we've
1: been practicing week Professor Flitwick we perched on top of his pile of books as usual.
0: Swish and flink, remember swish and flick, and saying the magic words properly a very important. No, never forget Wizard Borofio who said F S instead of F, and found himself on the floor with a buffalo on his chest.
1: Huh? What is that supposed to be? Is that supposed to be like a rhyme? Like, never forget Wizard Borofio who said S instead of F and found himself On the floor with a buffalo on his chest? Is that like a wizard wizard rhyme that wizards use to remember things? (laughs) Is it true or is it false? That is the question. That must be asked.
0: Well, I think it's... I think it's... I feel like it's more of a warning tale to the kids. Like, don't get this wrong. You'll wind up... With a buffalo on your chest. Because that <laughs> is true. Because the spell with an F instead of an S does conjure a buffalo.
1: Why do you mean to conjure a buffalo exactly?
0: I'm not sure.
1: If you want fresh buffalo milk. Or if you will. want
0: buffalo meat. Yeah. If you want buffalo wings.
1: Uh, that Buffalo wings come from chickens. Not from buffaloes. Buffalo just means spicy. That's a joke yes <laughs> okay it was very difficult harry and seamus swished and flipped but the feather they were supposed to be sending skyward just lay on the desktop seamus got it so impatient that he prodded it with his wand and set fire to it harry had to immediately totally put it out here. with his hat they wear hats i think in the movie they only wear hats like once like nobody yeah
0: like in the great i think
1: the hats are like an afterthought kind of thing Yeah, I feel like the hats are an afterthought kind of thing. You know,
0: let's all forget that they wear hats and let's all forget about this seeing the hat
1: that. that kind of hat is like an the hat i think in harry potter is an afterthought
0: yeah let's just all forget about the hat and just let's not think about the hats too much because if we think about the hats we're going to get off topic yeah first of all and the wizards look better in our minds without the hats
1: yeah so we can all agree hats on the harry potter characters is not too good because i i couldn't even imagine okay now
0: that we've all agreed all let's continue yeah.
1: ron at the next table wasn't having much more luck when Wingardium Leviosa, he shouted, waving his long arms like a windmill. You're... you're saying it wrong, Harry heard Hermione snap. It's Wingardium Leviosa! Make the gah nice and long. And this is the most famous line in the movie. I needed to say this. I need to say that one. It was so satisfying.
0: I, probably the most you're... famous Hold line. On. It's another
1: one. You do it, then, if you're so clever, Ron snarled. Hermione rolled up the sleeves of her garn, down, and fixed flicked her wand and said, "Vigilium leviosa." Swish. Mm-hmm. The feather rose off the desk and hovered for about about four feet above their heads. Oh, well done! Oh, well done! Cried Professor Flitwick, clapping.
0: Everybody, everyone, see here, Miss Granger's done it.
1: Ron was in a very bad mood by the <laughs> end of class.
0: I can tell.
1: Okay, it's no wonder. It's no wonder no one can stand her. Or it, it's no wonder no one can stand her. That's a that's a that's a tongue twister," he said to Harry as they pushed their way into the crowded corridor. "She's a nightmare, honestly." Someone knocked into Harry as they hurried past him. It was Hermione. Harry caught a glimpse of her face and was startled to see that she was in tears. "I think she," I think she heard you," so said Ron, but he looked a bit uncomfortable. She must have noticed that she's got no friends. That's so mean. Don't don't bully Hermione, Ron. She's like, she's, she's 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 friendless. How would you like it if you were friendless, Ron?
0: Like, and you
1: weren't friends with the most like, famous kid in all yeah, of the like, Wizarding when World. When we
0: were kids, our school system had like some bullying, but this <laughs> this is
1: just a step well, too anyways, far. Anyways, anyways, I think so, said Ron, but he she she must have noticed that she's got no friends. Hermione didn't turn up for the next class and wasn't seen all afternoon. On their way down to the Great Hall for the Halloween feast, Harry and Ron overheard Parvati Patil telling her friend, Lavender, that Hermione was crying in the girls' bathroom and wanted to be left alone. Ron looks, Ron looks still more awkward at this, but a moment later they entered the Great Hall where the Halloween decorations put Hermione out of their minds. A thousand live bats flutter from the walls and ceiling. Where a thousand, while well, a thousand more swooped over the tables in low black clouds. How do we know do that? This candles is... and pumpkins. How
0: do we know that this is a thousand? Like
1: I'm, I think that's an estimation because of how many there were.
0: I mean, to fill the great hall. <clears throat> just thinking, it would probably be ten thousand. I'm pretty sure
1: they use it, used magic to conjure up the bats.
0: I, yeah, but like just thinking about the size of the Great Hall, and thinking about the size of a bat, it would probably be 10,000.
1: Well, realistically, the Great Hall appears, according to this one, to be smaller than what it was in the movie, what it appeared to be in the movie. Although, mostly because the one in the movie, I think, was done at some hall in Oxford, I'm pretty sure. But enough of that. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure the way they did it was the book estimated, the books estimated... Uh, much, much less than what the movie estimated, or the... Actually, no. The book estimated much more than what the movie estimated, although, according to the movie, the size of the Great Hall on the outside appeared to be much, much bigger than what it actually was on the inside, whereas in the book, the size of it on the inside was much greater than it was on the outside.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is that, you know, it's just that I kind of expect it to be a decent size, especially because they said there are about thirty thousand students at Hogwarts.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. A thousand live bats fluttered from the walls and ceiling, while a thousand more swooped over you the tables us. and looked. Mo- okay, making the candles and pumpkins stutter. The feast appeared, and suddenly on the gold plates, as it had at the start of the term banquet. Harry was helping himself to a baked potato when Professor Quirrell came sprinting into the hall, his turban askew and tear on his face. Everyone stared as he reached Professor Dumbledore's chair, slumped against the table and gasped, Troll! In the... Troll! In the dungeons! Thought you ought to know.
0: Um, yeah, everyone ought to know.
1: (laughs) He then sank into the floor in a dead faint.
0: Um, uh, is this upward. is this is a major spoiler alert. If you have not read the first book, please do skip this.
1: Spoiler police. Uh,
0: okay, so the big <laughs> thing is that this is actually an act to try and kill Ron and Hermione and, you know, Harry. And he, because he want, needs to reach the Mirror of Erised and...
1: Um, which is desire spelled backwards. Enough of that.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, get Lord Voldemort back to power. But he fails, of course. And so Lord Voldemort is still dead until the third book.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. We haven't read the mirror the chapter of Mirror Verously yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Prefects, he rumbled. Lead your houses back to the dormitories immediately. Percy was in his element. Follow me, stick together, first years, no need to fear the- Follow me, stick together, first years, no need to fear the troll if you if you follow my orders. Stay close behind me now. Make make way, first years coming through- Excuse me, I'm a prefect. How could a troll get in? Harry asked as they climbed the stairs. The gate has to be lowered? Don't ask me. They're supposed to be really stupid said Ron. Maybe Peeves let it in for a Halloween joke. They passed different groups of people hurrying in different directions. As they jostled their way through a crowd of confused Hufflepuffs, Harry suddenly grabbed Ron's arm. I just thought, Hermione? What about her? She doesn't know about the troll. Ron bit his lip. Oh, right, he snapped. But Percy better not see us. Ducking down, they joined the Hufflepuffs going the other way slipped down a deserted side corridor and hurried off towards the girls' bathroom. They had just turned the corner when they heard quick footsteps behind them. Percy hissed Ron, pulling Harry behind a large stone griffin. Peering around it, however, they saw not Percy, but Snape. He crossed the corridor and disappeared from view. What's he doing? Harry whispered. Why isn't he down with the in the dungeons with the rest of the teachers? Search me. What does that mean? Search me
0: means, I think it means some clueless. This wasn't in the version I read.
1: There aren't versions.
0: Yes, there are. They they use different wordings.
1: I think it's British English version and American English version and then Australian English version and then...
0: I read another one that did not say search me. It was like one from the library.
1: I think it said, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it said... I think it means I don't... Only the British people will understand this.
1: Yes. As quietly as possible, they crept along the next corridor after Snape's fading footsteps. He's heading for the third floor, said Harry, said, but Ron held up his hand. Can't you smell something? Harry sniffed it, a- and a foul scent reached his nostrils. A mixer... It's a, a troll. troll. ...of old socks and a kind of public toilet no one seems to clean. And they then they heard it. A low grunting and the shuffling of football shuffling footfalls of gigantic feet. Ron pointed. At the end of the passage, to the left, something huge was moving towards them. They shrank into the shadows and watched as it emerged into a patch of moonlight. It was a horrible sight. Twelve feet tall. Its skin was a dull, gray... Granite gray. Its great lumpy ball... Granite gray? I think granite... I think granite is not just gray. It comes in shades of pink. Green...
0: The counter in our kitchen is, like, a bluish granite.
1: It's black granite. Black, it comes in bluish colors, and no two pieces of granite are alike.
0: Uh, yeah, and back in... What was it again?
1: In our, uh, old house.
0: Yeah, in... Florida. I think we had pink granite.
1: No, we had, uh... Yellowish granite. Yeah, anyways, enough of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Twelve feet tall, its skin was a dull granite gray. Its great lumpy body like a boulder with its small bald head perched on top like a coconut. I don't think... Oh. Yes. It had short legs, thick as tree trunks, with flat, horny feet. The smell coming from it was incredible. It was holding a huge wooden club, which dragged along the floor because its arms were so long. This troll stopped next to a doorway and peered inside. It waggled its long ears, making up its tiny mind, then slouched slowly into the room. The key's in the lock. We could lock it in. Good idea, said Ron nervously. They edged toward the open door, mouths dry, praying the troll wasn't about to come out of it.
0: Let me guess, this is the girl's bathroom?
1: hmm With one great leap, Harry managed to grab the key, slam the door, and lock it. Yes! Flushed with their victory, they started to run up the passage, but then they reached the corner, something that made a hard stop, a high, petrified scream, and it was coming from the chamber that just chained up. Oh no, said Ron, pale as the Bloody Baron. It's the girls' bathroom. Hermione! How is this such
0: a coincidence? Like, it's how- a
1: winky-dink. Okay, I'm kidding. I you in my
0: butt. Yeah, you... Where's that from?
1: I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think my te- I think teacher said it once. Quinky Um,
0: yeah, but how is this such a coincidence? There's a troll in the castle. Uh-uh,
1: quinky dink.
0: They're <laughs> on the same floor that her, the girls' bathroom is. They lock in the girls' bathroom. Okay, maybe the last two... Are not
1: a coincidence? Going heated. <laughs> okay, anyways, let's keep reading. It's
0: just a chance.
1: Yeah, anyways, Hermione Granger was shrinking against the wall opposite, looking as if she was about to faint. The troll was advancing on her, knocking the sinks off the walls as it went. Confuse it, Harry said desperately to Ron, and seizing a tap, he threw it as hard as he could against the wall. The troll stopped a few feet from Hermione. It lumbered around, blinking stupidly, to see what had made the noise. Its mean little eyes saw Harry. It hesitated and then made for him instead, lifting its club as it went. Oi, pea brain, yelled Ron from the other side of the chamber, and he threw a metal pipe at it. The troll didn't even seem to notice, the pipe hitting its shoulder, but it heard the yell and paused again, turning its ugly snout towards Ron, instead giving Harry time to run around it.
0: Where are they giving- where are they getting all of these materials? Like- are they pulling them out
1: of the wall? I'm pretty sure the sinks already had broken, so they pulled the materials from the broken sinks. Anyways, come on, run, run! Here he yelled at Hermione, trying to pull her towards the door, but she couldn't move. She was still flat against the wall, her mouth open with terror. The shouting and the echo seemed to be driving the troll berserk. Harry then did something that was both very brave and very stupid. He took a great running jump and managed to fasten his arms around the troll's neck from behind. The troll couldn't feel Harry hanging there, but even a troll will notice if you stick a long bit of wood up its nose. And Harry, whose wand had still been in his hand when he jumped. It had gone straight up one of the troll's nostrils.
0: Harry, I think you should get some sanitizer after yeah, this.
1: Yeah, I think you should really get some sanitizer, especially now with COVID-19, you know. Maybe you might get COVID-19 from that troll anyways howling with pain the troll twisted and flailed its club with harry hanging on for dear life any second the troll was going to rip him off or catch him a terrible blow of the club hermione had sunk to the floor in fright ron pulled out his own wand not knowing what was going on not knowing what was he was going to do Yeah, why don't he I... heard himself cry the first spell that came into his head when guardian leviosa the club flew suddenly out of the troll's hand rose high High up into the air and turned over slowly and dropped with a sickening crack onto its owner's head.
0: Oh, the maybe troll's... the crack is a troll's skull.
1: Maybe. Or maybe it's the club. The troll swayed on the spot and then fell flat on its face with a yeah, thud the... that made the whole room tremble.
0: Yeah, it's the troll's head. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, there's no blood, so realistically we're not sure. Harry got to his feet. Well, he your
0: head sh- can he crack without any yes. blood.
1: Yeah. Harry got to his feet. He was shaking and out of breath. Ron was standing there with his wand still raised, staring at what he had done. It was Hermione who spoke first. Is it... is it dead? I don't think so, Harry, said Harry. I think it's just been knocked out. He bent and pulled his wand out of the troll's nose. It was covered in what looked like lumpy gray glue. Ugh. Yeah. Old boogers. He wiped it on the troll's trousers. A sudden slamming and loud footsteps made the three of them look up. They hadn't realized what a racket they'd been making.
0: Oh, yes. But
1: of course, someone downstairs must have heard the crashes in the troll's roars. A moment later, Professor McGonagall had gone out, bursting into the room, closely followed by Snape, with Quirrell bringing up the rear. Quirrell took one look at the troll, let out a faint whimper, and sat quietly on the toilet, clutching his heart. Snake bent over the troll. Professor McGonagall was looking at Ron and Harry. Harry had never seen her look so angry. Her lips were white. Hopes of winning fifty points for Gryffindor faded quickly from Harry's mind. "'What on earth were you thinking of?' said Professor McGonagall with cold fury in her voice. Harry looked at Ron, who was still standing with his wand in the air. "'You're you're lucky you weren't killed. Why aren't you in your dormitory?' Snape gave Harry a swift piercing look, and Harry looked at the floor.
0: Honestly, isn't it luckier that Harry didn't get killed? And why are we just thinking of other incidences when we can just think of now in the moment?
1: Yeah, I think what Professor McGonagall is trying to do is she's trying to say it's not okay to, like, go about gallivanting late at night.
0: Yeah, well, I get it, and it's not that late at night, and they were supposed to be in the Great Hall at this point.
1: Uh, Realistically, yes, that is true.
0: And so it's not past bad times Yes,
1: and so the troll couldn't- Yeah, I think that's what she's trying to say. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I know uh, what she's trying to say. Okay. But it's luckier that they weren't killed. And they weren't mm-hmm. killed because they yes. can't be killed, technically. Snape because-
1: bent over the troll. Professor McGonagall was looking at Ron and Harry. Harry had never seen her look so angry. Her lips are white. Hopes of winning- Okay, I read this. What? Okay, I read that. Okay, Snape gave Harry a swift, piercing look. Harry looked at the floor. He wished Ron would put his wand down. There was a, Then a small voice came out of the shadows. Please, Professor McGonagall, they, they they were looking for me. Miss Granger! Hermione had managed to get to her feet at last. I went looking for the troll because I, I thought I could deal with it on my own. Because, I, you know, I've read about, all about them. Ron dropped his wand, Hermione why, Granger Hermione, telling why, a downright Hermione, lie to a teacher.
0: Hermione, why don't you just say that you were in crying in the bathroom and Harry and Ron were trying to save you. Why couldn't you just have said that?
1: Because I don't think she wanted to embarrass herself that she was crying in the bathroom all alone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Miss Granger. Hermione had managed to get to her feet at last. I, I went looking I went looking for the troll because I I thought I could deal with it on my own. You know, because I've read all about them. Ron dropped his wand. Hermione Granger, telling a downright lie to a teacher.
0: Wow. Wow. It's Hermione!
1: Yes. If they they hadn't found me, I'd be dead by now. Harry stuck his wand up its nose. Ron knocked it down with his own club. They didn't have time to come and fetch anyone. He's about to finish me off when they are aft. Harry and Ron tried to look as though this story wasn't new to them. Well, Well, in that case, said Professor McGonagall, staring at the three of them, Miss Granger, you foolish girl. How could you think of tackling a mountain troll on your end? Hermione hung her head. Harry was speechless.
0: Okay, uh, which one would you rather have? Points deducted.
1: Or your life saved. No, no,
0: no. Points deducted. Like, embarrassing yourself. Or just having points deducted and... You're you're embarrassed
1: either way. She's standing up for Gryffindor. I think that's what she's trying to do. Yes, Harry was speechless. Hermione was the last person to do anything against the rules. And here she was, pretending she had... Doing something against the rules? Yes. To get them out of trouble. It was as if Snape had started handing out sweets. Does that sound like like something Snape would do?
0: Mm, Here, let me think. Never. like. Not until the fourth book or fifth book.
1: Snape to- would never hand out sweets. Why would he hand out sweets?
0: <laughs> well, actually, he's nice in the seventh book. Hey, here,
1: he, he just tried to save Harry in the seventh book. Otherwise, he was mean to Harry mostly because of what his father did to him, what Harry's father did in years, years past when they were young, and the earth was wrapped and the earth was much younger. I'm sorry, I, I like narrating like that sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> maybe
0: it was like thirty years. No, like. 40
1: to 50 years ago. 30 years ago, actually. Harry's parents were about, were in their 20, 20 died. I say it's like, probably, uh like, not even like. What is this? Ago. Oh, they were in their 30s when they died. It was probably like 10, 20 years ago. 10, 20 years ago? Yeah. I don't know exactly. I think he was like, James Potter was like 20, they were about 26 when they died or something. I don't remember exactly. 26? Old. Yeah. That means that they would probably get
0: married when they were like 18.
1: I don't remember when they died. Okay, anyways, enough of that. Miss Granger, five points will be... T- oh, wait, no. Well, in that case, Miss Granger, you foolish girl, how could you think of Mac- tackling a mountain troll in your... Hermione hung her head. Her speechless. Hermione was the last person to do anything against the rules, and here she was, pretending she had, to get them out of trouble. It was as if Snape had started handing out sweets. Yep. Miss Granger, five points will be taken from Gryffindor for this, said Professor McGonagall. I'm very disappointed in you. If you... If you are not hurt at all, you better get to Gryffindor Tower. Students are finishing the feast in their houses. Hermione laughed. Professor McGonagall turned to Harry and Ron. I say you say you were lucky, but not many first years could have taken on a full grey mountain throw. You each win Gryffindor five points. Professor Dumbledore will be informed of this. You Yay!
0: Five point gain.
1: Gryffindor. Yeah, well, McGonagall is very strict. and Anyways, I'm pretty sure five points is a lot. Yeah. Well, what... So, Gryffindor really only actually really won five points. Because you have to add... Because negative five plus five plus five. I know.
0: It's like... I, I, I know. Well, here's the thing. It's better than zero points. And also, um...
1: Yeah, they did five points.
0: And also, maybe if Hermione actually had told the truth about it, maybe... They both would've gotten... Yeah, they'd probably just get ten points. If she had told the actual... I mean... Yeah, they probably would've gotten five points.
1: I don't think Hermione wanted to embarrass herself that she was crying in the bathroom all by herself. Like, that's not something something you tell to a, a random teacher. Like, you say, hey, teacher, I was crying in the bathroom by myself.
0: Okay, well, maybe it's been a month. Well... If they started school in late
1: yeah in August first, they start on uh, September first.
0: September, yeah, that's only like a month.
1: Yeah, so that would be like about a month. They've known go. It's still like kind of like why would you? Well,
0: actually, do they this? start on
1: why they I mean, go
0: to split the platform in
1: September first. Yes,
0: I thought it was August
1: first. It was September first.
0: I don't think, I don't think,
1: yeah, I don't think you would tell your teacher that you were crying in the bathroom. I don't think she wanted to embarrass herself. I think that's what she's saying. I think that,
0: you know, you do not want to have your teacher straight up get a psychologist.
1: I don't think they get a psychologist. I just think they'd be like, that kid's crazy. Okay, yes. Anyways, they hurried out of the chamber and didn't speak at all until they had climbed two floors up. It was a relief to be away from the smell of the troll quite apart from anything else. We should have gotten more than ten. We should have gotten more than ten points, Ron grumbled. Five, you I mean, once she's taken off Hermione's. Could have her to get us out of trouble like that, Ron. and, then it, Mind you, we did save her. She may not have needed saving if we hadn't locked the thing in with her, Harry reminded him.
0: Actually, they would either way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the troll was already going to walk in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they had reached the portrait of the fat lady. Pig snap, they said, and entered. The common room was packed and noisy. Everyone was eating the food that had been sent up. Hermione, however, stood alone by the door waiting for them. It was a very embarrassed pause. Then none of them looking at each other then none of them looking at each other, they all said thanks and hurried off to get plates. But from that moment on, Hermione Granger became their friend. There are some things you can't share without ending up liking each other. And knocking out a 12-foot mountain troll is one of them. That's a, a little bit of humor to end our chapter. Uh, the next chapter will be chapter 11, I thought which is it was called 20 pages. uh I thought it was 20 pages. It's it's not a long... Halloween isn't a long chapter. It's not as long as some of the other chapters. It's 163 to 180. That's a pretty long amount of time. Yeah, it's taking us a little bit. I think it's been about an hour. Okay. Thank you, folks, for... Um, tuning in this time, and see you next time on our on our podcast.
0: Um, after this book, which we are will be doing chapter ten, and we read up to chapter chapter sixteen. Sixteen chapters. Yes, we will be reading the Pushcart War, which is a very great book. I've read it before, and I love it. Sam, of course, will be reading it, right, Mm -hmm. Sam? Yes, yes. Okay. Because I, of course, am your favorite commentator. Yes.
1: Uh, so, thanks for tuning in to our podcast, and remember, tune in next time for the next episode next week. Thank you, and that's all. That's Bye. all from us. Bye. That's-